0: yeah
1: so how's your day my day's been good i uh nice. i got my internship um, yeah that's awesome yeah we might talk about that on the cast oh i mean you know hey i get to work at a for three months oh, we don't say company we, we don't say company oh uh, well i get to work at <laughs> yeah. what i assume is going to be an office for three months three month office oh it? yeah it's gonna be great i can't wait to learn how to look at the camera because the office yeah yeah, uh and i mean (laughs) is it too late to get another guest zero credits Harry Potter has way too many characters. Even J.K. Rowling has a hard time keeping all the characters straight. And welcome back to Zero Credits. My name's Henry, and this week we have a very special guest. He's the star of Stage and Screen. From his Broadway production, Oh Hello, to the big screen of Into the Spider-Verse, we finally got him. The comedian, the one and only John Mulaney. Hi. What? I'm John Mulaney. You sound nothing like John Mulaney. I Well, you know, it's different. It's different oh, on so the screen, okay? <laughs> it's different you know, on the screen? You know how I work to make my voice sound like John Mulaney? You you mean yourself? Yes. my Myself, John Mulaney. Oh, oh wait, I'm, I have, I have, uh, so wait, hold, on, hold on, hold on. I'm just, I'm reading my email. John Mulaney never responded to the email I sent him. So I, I the odds are that you are him are very low. I, I don't have email. <laughs> okay. I, I don't, you know, you can't send me an email and expect me to respond to it when I don't have email. Henry. I never introduced myself. How do you know my name? <laughs> um, Oh. <laughs> Netflix knows everything Alright, well We didn't get John Mulaney Instead, I'll just introduce The guest that we do have uh, He was my college roommate He's one of my good friends Stood in my wedding Professional comedian Maybe, someday Jeff Yes, hello, I have in been- nexus you, You've what now? <laughs> I, I don't know Who I- was that? Were you doing a bit... That was John Mulaney. You didn't hear him? I didn't know. John Mulaney was not here. He was just here. We had a whole conversation with him. He was not. Uh, Everyone, welcome to Zero Credits, the show where we talk about things. My name's Henry. And I'm Jeff. And together, we're Henry and Jeff coming at you with a TH at the end of Jeff for some reason. It's hard. It's hard saying names I'm not used to. Yeah. But the point is... Your name starts with a J, and that means this is an official canon episode of Zero Credits. Have you ever had a guest that didn't start with a J? Uh, We had a few people on the show whose names didn't start with a J, but John was also there, so it still counted. Okay. So this week, yeah, this week we have no John. He is uh, gallivanting about the land of the mouse without us. I just want to know, okay, wait. So are there people on this that have been on this podcast whose names are like Aaron or something and you have just recorded an episode and thrown it in like a crate? No, no, no. That, that has never happened. The like like the we we, we usually don't record without John but this is the second time. But the only stipulation is our the guest who replaces him their name has to start with a J and we fulfill that contractually every time. All right. Well, yeah. That's fine. I just I wanted to make sure everything was on the up and up. Everything's on the up and up. You are on the um, one hundred and twenty-nine episode of Zero Credits. How does that make you feel? Oh my god, I'm I'm so alive. Yeah, it's a milestone. You know, one hundred and twenty-nine. Yeah, the big old one hundred and twenty-nine. You're you're old enough that you can scream into the abyss, but not quite old enough that you can own a ma- weapon of mass destruction, right? Oh yeah, that, I yeah. forgot. That's one hundred and thirty. Yeah, of course for your for your MD lesson license yeah your wmd license yes yeah that is a thing that exists yeah well nobody has gotten that far so we don't know whether or not it is existing Uh, i'm sorry but many people in the bible got that far and they all got their wmd licenses i read i read an interesting headline uh just this day that michael b jordan is going to be starring in a movie about I forget the name of the biblical man, but the biblical man who lives to like 969 like years old. Uh, okay, let's see if I remember Sunday school, but I think Adam was really old. Yeah, yeah. I, it there? might be. Methuselah? It, I think that's exactly it. I yeah. think it's Methuselah. Yeah. Michael B. Jordan is starring in a movie where he's going to play Methuselah. If he brings the same the same attitude and energy that he brought to Killmonger, I'm all for it. That's all one can hope. I hope I, that's the only. I, <laughs> I hope he's for. just Killmonger, but they call him uh, Methuselah. Methuselah. Yes, he's like nine hundred and sixty-nine years old, but he still looks like Michael B. Jordan. Because, uh, as we all know, actors reside in the real life cinematic universe. Yeah, the. Okay. The RCU. Yep, the the Riku. The Riku. And of course, today's episode is brought to you by the cool, crisp, refreshing taste of sobriety. Oh, how did you know? Yeah, we're all sober here, right? Oh, I mean, yeah. No one's drinking any alcohol on this, this Christian podcast, are they? No, okay, so what you don't know is I'm actually drinking uh, a Martinelli's Gold Medal Sparkling Apple Grape. Oh, well, in that case. Yeah. So I hope you got a Coke. Nope, I've got a left leftover from my room. Oh, oh, hey, wait, you can't repeat drinks. Oh, I can because I have so many leftover <laughs> cases, not cans, my friend, cases of various oh, beers. I'm sorry for not getting more wasted at your at your wedding. Y- y- you know what, I, I kind of, I liked the amount of drinking I did at my wedding, I had maybe two and a half drinks that kept disappearing as I put them down. But um, I, I remember everything, so I'm glad I didn't get too wasted. That's 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 good. Um, Remembering your wedding is an important thing for your anniversaries. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I bet. Yeah. People are going to be people. People such as my wife will be like, hey, do you remember this moment? And I'll be like, yes, because I was painfully sober. My wife is more likely to forget than I am. Oh, well. So Jeff, you're new to the show. Uh, is, that, is that safe to say? I'm new to being on the show. I Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. I am new to being on the show, yes. And yes. so, and so uh, I'm afraid our fans might be um, wondering why you're on the show other than your close relation to me. Heck, they might just be wondering who you are. So I've I've got a little list of questions here. I thought that we could go down and and answer uh, just so people could get to know you better. I have nothing to hide, Henry. This is a little uh, a little list. It's it says casual questions to get to know someone. That sounds ominous, actually. Like you, and uh, like you pulled that so, off of 4chan or something weird. No, these are just some casual questions. There's no pressure here. All right, cool. There, there's no angle we just want to get to know you friend of the show a little bit better Well I, so that I I give you my word that I will answer them truthfully and honestly All right so uh, question number one what is the most annoying habit that other people have? Oh wow I have to actually think about this yeah to take your time just just you know let me know what is the most annoying habit that other people have? you would think that I would know I would have an answer for this off the top of my head, but I don't, you uh, know, I think it speaks to your personality a or, little bit that my, you don't have one. I mean, I think that speaks to your character. Maybe my, you my, don't notice annoying people or my crippling anxiety. And every habit I think of is like, Oh wait, I do that. Don't I? Or, or that, or you're a nervous wreck. You I, know, I, it could go either way. You like me, right? Like we're friends, but, Wait, yes, you are my close friend. You stood in my wedding. Only four people stood in my wedding, like four, four on my side at least. All right, well, five. My sister. So, first of all, everyone in the audience stood up, just, just this. You know. Oh my god! Would you answer the question? Stop dodging me. Uh, what is the most annoying habit that other people have? I'm I'm gonna go with uh talking too close to people. Oh, close talkers. Close talkers. You don't like – If I can smell your breath, then I I want you to back up. I feel like if I – at any any time during my day, if I smell another person's breath, something bad has happened. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You you know, like there's no reason for me to know the contents of anyone else's mouth. Yeah, and no one has ever – no one has ever brushed their teeth and then come up to me to have a close conversation. It's always people who have just eaten out of the garbage directly. <laughs> I, I I wish people would stop doing that. Yeah, I feel like garbage eaters should not also be close talkers. Garbage but eater, you know, eat liquors. Uh, just um, what's another gross thing? I don't know. Uh, p- onions onion and garlic no, i like onions onions are good well like just the, what it does to your breath i like onions onions are good i'm not saying anything about their taste jeffrey i'm just talking about what happens when you eat them they oh, coat your breath I, and onion smell i get it now yeah no you're yeah. right it, it, it clear, is a thing as long as we're clear uh, onions are good and close talkers suck All right. So Jeffrey doesn't like it when you talk to him. uh, So we're going to move on. Uh, What would be your first question after waking up for being cryogenically frozen for 100 years? Just for a hundred. Yeah. Just for a hundred. These are standard. Get to know you questions. I'm surprised you don't have answers to, to that one. (sighs) So in, in all honesty, I would probably ask if we've gone back to the moon yet because. Oh, uh, You'd be witty with it. What? No, I'm being serious. Sardonic, like, no. oh, it's been 100 years. Have we been to the moon? No, no for real. Like, we've been back to the moon. No, Henry. What's up? It's been 50 years since we went to the moon. the The spaceship that got us to the moon had less computer processing power than your average smartphone. That is very oh. hard to believe. It's very true. Why? Well, yeah, I, I believe it. Neil I am a, a, i I'm a moon truther, as in I believe we've been to the moon. Is that right to say? That that's true. I just this this legit. This you you hit a hit, this hit a sore spot. Um, uh, we 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 should have never left. We should have colonies on the moon. Uh, we should be. We out, should have never left hard. the moon. Should have, yeah no. Al, um, but Neil Armstrong should still be on the moon. <laughs> Why wouldn't it be good to know if he could come back? No, I mean coming back. You you've gotten there, right? So it's obvious you yeah. can come back. You just do the same thing, but in reverse. But no, it's different because of trajectories and orbits. Well, no, because the the orbits are the same. You just because oh, the, the moon the moon doesn't I, change. I, okay, so I was serious at the beginning. This became a a joke, but I I yeah. I want us to go back to the moon. I want a moon base. And so you, you think in a hundred years we will have done that again? No, I don't. Oh, <laughs> I, wow. For the same reason that we haven't done it now. like Because of politics. Because, because of politics, which I won't get into on this apolitical podcast. Thank you very much for understanding uh, and for listening to the briefing that we gave you before we started recording. <laughs> yes, the briefing. The, yeah, yeah, you know, the the guys in suits who we sent to your uh, apartment or house, I forget which, to tell you what the rules are. If you don't remember whether I live in a, an apartment or a house. You live in an apartment. How, how would you send people to where I live? No, I don't handle that. That's I, I got guys. <laughs> oh, I not even guys. people, just guys. Just guys. <laughs> it's <laughs> me too. I'm not taking any risks. All of them are named Frito. Oh, you know? like in the Goodfellas. Isn't that Fredo? Oh, no, that's also Godfather. No, that's Godfather. All right, so you think we'll never go to the moon again, and you don't like it when people talk to you. I don't, I don't think um, we'll go to the moon in 100 years. It's different. You don't think we're, we're ever going back to the moon. I understand. Uh, Here's – here's look, now we're going to get to the hard-hitting questions. Those are a couple of softballs, and, you know, my, my fans – they want to know who you are. They're demanding. I can see the comments pouring in. Who is this stranger in my head? Please get him out or at least explain who he is. So this next question, hard hitting. You ready? Let's do it. What is something that is considered a luxury, but you don't think you could live without? I'm 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 a millennial. Uh, I don't remember a time when the internet didn't exist. Oh, you're one of those e boys. You're like yeah, always true. online. We call ourselves e boys. We are e boy. EBs, the e boys. And we are always online. Twitter.com, hashtag e boy. Now, that actually, that I actually do want to talk about Twitter a little later. Not right now because we're getting to know you and I feel like it's important. But you do like that Twitter, don't you? No, no, I don't. But you're on it. You're on it every does anyone, day. Does anyone who's on Twitter actually like Twitter? I like. I'm barely on Twitter. Like I, I, I head up all of the social media for this podcast, and I, I, and I have a podcast. I have something to promote, and I'm barely on Twitter. That's possibly why we only have a fam. Hey, we've got at least two fams. You just happen to be one of them. No, for real, though, uh, tw- Twitter makes me angry, and I don't know why I'm on it. I, um, I, I've, I have gone to some of my friends on Facebook and just started ranting about Twitter. It's not healthy. Um, nothing about Twitter is good, and everyone should stay off of it. Every- so you can't live without the Internet, yet you hate the Internet. Yes. I hate Twitter. All right. But yeah I yeah, I spent a lot of time on Twitter.
0: I hate once, okay, Twitter. I
1: once read that um that some people have trouble snapping out of depression because it it like it gives your brain like a hit of dopamine when you think about sad stuff. And I think okay. the same thing when you are um eye poppingly enraged. Uh and random people on the internet are the most enraging thing on the planet. Yeah. People who you've never met. Yeah. Having these ideas that are so far removed from your sort of purview of the world, or even just Mm -hmm. the truth as it objectively stands, spouting the nonsense that they spout. And it's just delivered directly to your dopamine infused eyes. Let me, let me give you an example. How do you feel about pineapple on pizza? I love pineapple on I'm pizza. I think it's delightful. Sleep. Why are you going to stab see, me no, in my no. sleep? You, you see what happened there? Dopamine? Actually, I like pineapple <laughs> on pizza. It's just one of those things that people get really angry about. That, see, that's something I, I can't wrap my head around. People who they see an opinion expressed by someone else and their immediate reaction is to hate them, hate everything about them, just because they hate that opinion. Yeah. Like there's got to be something wrong with those people, right? Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, that's that's why they like pineapple on pizza. I don't know why I've joined that side of the debate. I like pineapple on pizza. What is? Yeah, you do. Well, I think I think it's I think we're diagnosing something here because uh, you like the internet, but you hate the internet. You like Twitter, yeah. yet you are Twitter. You're self-hating I am Twitter. What? I am Twitter. You're you're self-hating, so oh. you you are. <laughs> Oh my my memory is too fuzzy to keep doing this bit. Just welcome guest. How do you hear yourself? A, you're a moon denying, uh, <laughs> self hating. What was the first thing? <laughs> I don't even remember. Um, oh, yeah, no, you, anti social. Oh, I got it. You're an anti social, moon denying internet self hater. And uh, you know, I, I feel like we should just round this up with one last question. <laughs> Oh, here we go. This is just a totally normal get-to-know-you question. Break the ice, you know? I would highly recommend using any of these questions for your local soiree. Jeffrey, if you were the dictator of a small island nation, what crazy dictator stuff would you do? Oh, my God. Uh, I would – if it's a small island nation – yeah, it's a small island nation. Okay, okay. They don't believe in the moon and they hate the internet, so they're right up your alley. <laughs> My house would be as big as the island. And oh, I would, and I would be the only one on it. Wow, you really don't like clothes documents. I, I, uh, I once saw a picture of uh, of an island in the middle of a lake. It was literally about big enough for a for a three bedroom house, and someone yeah. three bedroom house on it. That's pretty amazing. And then it had a little dock with a boat. And I, I want to know how, like, how do they have plumbing, electricity, water? Cause it, it looks like, it looked like a house out of the sixties. Well yeah. they, they might not have had. And, and I'm that. curious, since you are a, a self-described millennial, oh, how do you favor Taco Bell to that house? I, what? How do, I- how do you grub, how do you grub hub some, uh, how do you grub up some, some McDonald's to that place? I'm, I'm are these sorry. words? I'm too busy killing the diamond industry to answer that question. <laughs> oh, you mean you're you're getting diamonds embedded in your skin for your engagement? What, what have you of seen of that what? Okay, well, I've seen a lot of internet things. Are millennials aliens now? No, the media makes them out to be aliens. Millennials are just like you and I, Jeff and the fact that we are the literal definition of them. Oh, yeah. So just to sum up Jeffrey for all you fans, I feel like this this segment has gone on long enough. Uh he is an antisocial, moon-denying, self-hater who wishes we were all dead so he could live in his mansion. I have heard worse descriptions. You've heard worse descriptions? Well, from you about 10 minutes ago. Wait, what do you mean? <laughs> when you oh, well actually no, that was the same bit, wasn't it? It was the same bit. This has just been ongoing for yeah. a while. Oh. Really wanted to deep dive into you. I thought these questions were going to be innocuous, but man, they were really easy to twist. <laughs> these questions come from uh, what well, conversationstartersworld.com Is that a real website? It sounds like a cult, right? It does. Conversations conversationstartersworld.com or you can just get these casual conversation starters, and you know maybe I skipped over some. There were like, "What shows are you into?" But I don't want to know what Jeff's. Wa- hey Jeff, what are you watching? Oh, oh, you're. Oh, um, honestly, right now I'm watching Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh hey, I'm, I'm catching up on the latest season of that. It's been pretty good so far. Yeah, I've got a couple seasons to go, but it is. I'm. I. You ever watch a show and feel guilty that it took you that long? Yes. Yeah. That's. that's yeah. That's how I feel about it. Yeah, Brooklyn Nine-Nine is one... It it does an amazing thing in that it makes cops look like human people. Yeah, it does do that. It also makes them look inept. It does. Um, But most importantly, there is a segment where Andy Samberg uh, flashes back to 1995 where he is a Ska superfan and... Screams aloud that ska will never die, and that yes, that's that's how I feel on a on a daily basis. Really, that is a, that is a, a little tidbit, I guess, about that character that is never dropped from the show, and it just keeps popping up in different places. Is it? Yeah. Oh, I'm so happy to. Oh, oh man, right. you got to keep watching. Walk- like, I really like shows like Arrested Development. You know this, uh but that that have them running gags yeah. throughout the. Uh- the, you know, the runtime of the show and uh, Brooklyn nine, nine does that in, in a very healthy amount. It, it does. I swear. I I'm surprised though, because I'm like on season five and I don't think I've oh. seen that come back. Well, you haven't seen season six. That is true. So look out for that next season. <laughs> I literally just watched an episode today where they, where they were, they brought it back and I was like, Oh, cool. I, I, I love Ska to an embarrassing degree. Now, uh, before you continue, Jeff, I I just I want you to know that every time a guest comes on our show, we ask them to introduce a segment. So if you want to talk about Ska, you just have to come up with a a really cool name for a segment. And then we could talk about Ska for like the next rest of the episode. Well, I don't know if I want to talk about ska for an entire like hour. Oh, okay. Well, it could be as long as as short as you I'll want. All you I that. want you to do is introduce your segment, please. Uh, well, coming up right now, it's Look Who's Skankin'. <laughs> Look who's Skankin', it's Jeff with a ska. Yeah, that was a perfect ska song. Oh, was it? The horns were there. There upbeat. <laughs> Some dude in checkered pants were just like kicking. Scott is weirdly reminiscent of, like, 2008 hardcore people. Like, I, there's a weird overlap in fashion trends between those two groups. Is it just the checkered pants? It's pretty much just checkered pants, but let me have my thing. <laughs> and wallet chains, or wallet chains included? Wallet chains. Um, That's it, but hush. Let me have my I own. Will I will hush. I, what I don't get... I consume what could be considered a very unhealthy amount of media in that I consume everything. And what I've noticed when it comes to ska is that it is always a joke. It's it's a really ridiculous genre of music. I, I once was dating a girl and uh, we got in my car and I was just, I had like, my typical ska songs on my iPod that I was listening to. And, uh, she did not speak to me until about five minutes into the car ride. And she looked over at me and said, this is really awkward to listen to. <laughs> the music itself was awkward. The music itself was very, yeah. I, and <laughs> I think about that all the time and she's right. <laughs> like, like, write about the DNA of ska music, <laughs> it's just uh. at its core. Ska is there's something awkward about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, from what I know about ska, is that it's very upbeat. Yes, there are horns, and the lyrics are they're not screamed, but they're not sung. There, yeah. or there's there's like two or three kinds of ska music. You've got okay. You've got this kind of slow ska that's almost basically reggae. Uh and then you have the uh pick it up pick it up pick it up songs. Yeah. with the horns and the like triple time beat uh Real Big Fish. Real Big Fish and uh they're almost always weirdly happy even when whatever they're singing about is like I want you to fucking die. Yeah. Um, and then the third kind of ska is basically punk music. Um, it's incredibly political and usually some version of communist. And that, it, that sounds definitely punk for sure. It's super, it's amazing. Um, I probably the best version of that. It, well, we, can I mention a band? Yeah, yeah, of course. Everyone, well, as long as they're not a podcast. Oh No, they're not a podcast. Podcasts don't exist. Uh, they don't no uh i think everyone should listen to streetlight manifesto um i don't know if you what, should... oh i think i'm following the conversation but what what bucket of scott are they fall in? they're in the uh they're they're pretty close to the screaming about you know so the third bucket yeah they've got some other stuff but um yeah that that band is about as close to uh, uh I ever came in high school about burning down the system. Oh yeah, you're you're your anti-authoritarian no. stage. It doesn't count the time in 6th, 7th and 8th grade when I listened to a lot of rage against the machine without really understanding anything. I feel like we all go through a stage in our lives where we listen to just whatever music we can come across that is vaguely anti-authoritarian like for me it was Green Day's American Idiot. I'm not ashamed to admit it. <laughs> but, I, um, yeah. Because that's all I knew. I, I wasn't really into music. So, music that came, that passed my my purview and lined up with my, like, oh, high school's stupid. Oh, what are you going to do? Make me learn? That kind of thing. Were you like that? I had that? to listen to. What's up? Were you like that? I was. I very. I very much am. I'm still to this day anti-authoritarian. Well, I mean, I, I, I am too. But um, there's this version of Henry in my head now who says things like, "What are you gonna do? Make me learn?" and like is kind of hunchbacked and also th- nine feet tall. Um, <laughs> well, that that never happened. Yeah, you ever seen Space Jam? You're basically of course that version of the, my uh, of my head. In that version, in this version of the universe that exists in my head, you're one of the monsters. I I, that wouldn't be far off. (laughs) I I think that's fair to say because it it was one. It's still one of those things where it's just I don't like being told what to do, and like school and my parents and the government all represent entities that tell me how to live my life, and I just fucking hate all that shit, bro. Yeah. But you yeah. had to stop listening to Green Bay at some point, so yeah, we, I, I, you know, moved on with my life. Cheeseheads, man. Just, Wait, is that like the Packers? You said Green Bay. I it's, said Green Day. You said Green Bay. I. You might. You might have heard. We'll listen to it back, and whoever is right, will buy each other the other one a card pack and Hearthstone. Once, once this episode has come out and I've edited it, we can you know, edit it. Oh. I, Wait, are did you want to edit? I I was I was mimicking you, Henry. Oh shit. Okay. I, I didn't pick up on that cuz <laughs> I I'm going to be editing for 3 weeks in a row now. It, Not that probably, we trade off. This is why Ska songs always start out with pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. So you remember pick to, it up, pick it up. So you remember to pick up on things. Oh, okay. Well, it's very highly documented in the the manifestos of Ska. It's weird because my, my relationship with ska is very different since I know somebody who was in two ska bands. Oh, I've made I made like four ska bands. I just never played in any of them. <laughs> no, but it, like he's got a record label with one of his ska bands, and the other one's like a pretty pretty strong indie scene ska band. Like he's going places. <laughs> okay, just gonna quickly plug joystick. And Flying Raccoon Suit, real quick, two ska bands that I know a guy in. Are they video game themed? Uh, and uh, their names are. I think that chiptune ska could really be a thing. No, yeah. It would be cool if that's what it was, but it's just traditional ska. Ah, okay. Well, I mean, it's good either way. It's good. Yeah, yeah. No, like, I love chiptune, and I tried to learn it. I tried to learn how to make chiptune music. But you you know what the uh, like the limiting factor of doing that is musical ability, exactly. You have to know music like that. There's no there's no shortcut. You, you can't just mess around with it and be like, "Whoop! I got a cool melody." It yeah no yeah like, like I, I um back when we started season three of the show, the show because uh, seasons yeah we're in season three. Every fifty episodes is another season. I didn't know. Uh, yeah, season two ended with the. Uh, the uh, you know the exposition bot rising up and killing everybody uh but then it turned out he didn't kill anyone because we're lazy writers <laughs> um, but every every season we we changed the uh, the theme song oh to the show and uh this past one John and I both tried to write music using uh you know chip tune and stuff like that and uh my I didn't even get a song off and the next thing I know John's like well here's mine that's my John Uh, here's mine. And he, and it was, it was, it was good. It was passable. So he used it. Okay. That man, that's, that's good for him. (laughs) No, he John's very talented. That's why he's on the show. (laughs) (laughs) You and I I know a few people like this that are capable of just deciding they want to do things. Yeah. They do them and they're maybe not great, but they're certainly not bad. <laughs> yeah, no, the, seriously, like because we so for the fans, we did improv in college together, Jeff and I. And we were surrounded by people who just sort of decided, yeah, I'm gonna pick up the ukulele. And uh they weren't terrible at it, and they I mean they're not the best, but like they, they can play songs on the ukulele all of a sudden. Just did it. They did it. They they set out to do the thing and they did it. And I'm over here like I'm gonna be a writer, and then I'd never start writing. And I'm over here like I'm gonna finish college. And you <laughs> did finish college, I, said, I did, but many years later. Eventually, yeah, it takes people longer. Sometimes it's fine. Yes. It's fine, mom. <laughs> I'm trying. To, I'm trying to be supportive, man, because like <laughs> that, that's that's the one thing that I appreciate most about the people in my life is that everyone's supportive and I, i'm not always like that so i'm trying to be supportive of you oh it's fine no i'm a i'm a self-deprecating humor kind of guy my mom is very supportive by the way she's the most supportive person in my life by I met far. your mom uh she's very nice she, she is like uh so that that was 100 a joke <laughs> gotcha so uh, we're gonna we're gonna segue really quick jeffrey i uh I we, we I, have previous wait what i never learned how to ride those either no, I've never even been on one. But I'm going to segue real quick. Uh, we mentioned earlier in this episode that you are an avid Twitter user. Yes. And uh, right now, our our research team is doing a deep dive oh. on your Twitter feed to just <laughs> just quickly read it and just what, what could you sum up in your own words? What do you do on Twitter? I scream into the void. That's it. That's what I do on Twitter. I scream into the void and uh, retweet people who will say things better than I could ever. That was a really good summation. That is all I do on Twitter. (laughs) Yeah, because like it's from knowing you and from talking to you, interacting with you, playing multiplayer games with you every Monday night for the past like year and a half. You can get political, but I I never really see you as like a political person. That that's a good thing though, because I worry sometimes. Uh, that's that I say things in real life that uh, are way too political for <laughs> where I live. Well I, I mean yeah I mean we, we both grew up in the South and to quote big fish, there's like three things you don't talk about religion, politics, and something else because it makes people uncomfortable. So I, I'm not one to just start talking about politics. but looking at your Twitter feed, that's all you do. Yeah, no, it's it's all that happens on Twitter, um, or I should I should say it it kind of happened that way. Um, I used to just talk, I didn't even talk, I just read Twitter for like soccer, yeah, um, and and then I got I, I I don't know, I don't know what happened. I just started following <laughs> political people. Well, I, I don't think yeah, there's there's a weird thing on Twitter because we're on Twitter to to follow like movies, video games, comics music like all the cultural aspects that we like to talk about but the thing about being on twitter is there the people that we follow they use the platform to talk about issues that they care about and one issue that's on everyone's mind right now is just like the state of the country yeah and, so, and maybe 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 some people shouldn't use the platform this way but like it's you, impossible to go on Twitter and not see politics. That's, that's not possible. You can say it. There's one person in particular that really shouldn't use the platform at all. You're right. Yeah. No, you're right. Like, there's one person whose personal tweets get logged into the Library of Congress as official, like, like I forget, f- official statements from his office yep. that probably should not use Twitter on a daily basis. And he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and like... I don't know what it does to society to go from FDR's fireside chats that were broadcasted like over the radio during a time of war that brought comfort to people. And then you you fast forward a couple of decades and we've got the current president tweeting on a daily basis just his every thought. And it doesn't bring comfort. Like what – how, what is that? How do we? What do we do with that? I I honestly don't know, and it brings me uh, incredible anxiety. Uh, yeah. Th- so this is where I feel like I'm not a good replacement for John because I think John would have a manifesto in his head right about now and <laughs> orating it uh, as if he were reading it off a t- teleprompter. Um, but no, I all all I can do is find people uh that or or all I can do is is find words that already exist to to uh, take the place of my own because I I am not that eloquent about things that matter um but I will try so okay <laughs> it, it's bad it's really bad Henry um when you when you've got okay so imagine imagine that Richard Nixon had Twitter and he was just Screaming like, I am not a crook. I am not a crook. Mm-hmm. Like people already didn't trust Richard Nixon that much. Uh, I mean, he had a nickname, Tricky Dick. Yeah. Like yeah. you don't get a nickname like that for being honest and, and forthcoming. Right. And and in the 60s and 70s, when people found out that Richard Nixon was in fact – when okay, wait. He was president in the Sixties. Uh, don't I, I don't know history, bro. I, oh, yeah, I'm not a history major. I'm not Kevin Cruz. Uh, but anyway, point is, when people found out he was a crook, there were some people that were like, "Oh, he's not a crook. I believe him because I'm a hack." Uh, but <laughs> that was a direct quote, by the way. Because <laughs> I'm a hack. Um, but but for the most part, like people looked at this and said, "Oh, oh, this is a bad thing." Yeah, this shouldn't be a thing. But now. So for reference, I I follow a lot of historians on Twitter. So so one of the things I know is that Richard Nixon, at the time of his impeachment or um, resignation, he was going to be impeached. He still had an approval rating of twenty five percent. Like a quarter of the country was just like, fuck, yeah, breaking into hotels and stealing records. Just that's how politics should be done. This is my guy. There is a contingency of people who believe that the presidency is so important that the the office can do whatever it needs to maintain what it, like to justify whatever it needs to justify. Yeah, like, and it's a certain brand of egotism that I can't deal with because it implies that the presidency is that important because like just because it's the presidency. So uh, I guess you would assume the only reason that would make. That the only thing the presidency has uh, going for it that would make it that important is that it is the the head office of America, so it's yeah, this version of going America, fuck yeah, that makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, the, uh, the, it's it's the weirdest thing. Like we have this this thread of nationalism kind of th- throwing flowing through the undercurrent of everything we do. Like if you make fun of America to our face, we're, we might get a little indignant. But that's just because of we're American. But at the same time, that does not mean the president can do illegal things in the office. Yeah. And, and not even that. Um, there, so it it shouldn't even be just illegal things. If the president, if the president is acting like, um, there's, I guess there's no way to put this eloquently if he's acting stupid as hell. Yeah. That is a legitimate reason to remove him from office. It's in the 25th amendment as like the, if, if the cabinet and the, the vice president decide that the president is no longer capable of fulfilling his duties, it doesn't spec, it doesn't, it doesn't specify physically or mentally. It literally just means if these people decide to do it. <laughs> they can remove him from office. Well, and that's the weird thing because that's never going to happen in, in, in this current political climate. We've become so entrenched in this stupid two party ideology that's like, oh, the parties are different when they're actually the same. And, and like the vice president and Congress will would never, like if, as long as they have. Uh, a majority, they would never go against their own party leader, their own president. Yeah, exactly. And I feel a little guilty about that because I'm so obviously on one side of the issue that I might be uh, part of the problem. Well, the the official stance of zero credits is that both parties are the problem and we need to kind of nuke politics to ground zero and start over with something else. That's fair, but it's also really close to my dad's view of politics and I'm not comfortable with that. Oh well, well, well enlighten well, us. What what is what is your dad's? Because c- the, the, the the view of zero credit is also the view of me. <laughs> and if my, my if my view is dangerous, I need to know. So, so what, I, what's the view of your dad's? My dad's view is that both parties are the same, um, and it doesn't matter what Republicans do because Democrats do it. Um, with I've I mean, heard this. Yeah, you know it's it's not it's not exactly what you described, but it's it's really close it, it would be yeah it, it's so close they're, they're kind of like parallels to each other because right. one is destroying the entire system and one of the system does not matter because it's the same yeah it, you know and and like i i guess we've we've kind of eschewed uh hiding political identities here but um the Democrats i mean are, you you can assume esch- you, you can Jeff, you have free All right. will. The Democrats you, can, you can reveal however much you want. I'm sorry. Fine. It's fine. The Democrats aren't great, but at least they're not like actively trying to dehumanize people and destroy the planet. Right. Yeah. It, it, it's sort of a, I mean, it's a lesser of two evil situation, which I also hate saying because it's a cliche. Um, honestly, I hate politics because they're cliched. Um, yeah, there, there's yeah. nothing new with politics. The writers, the writers really need to shake things up. Next. The right, it's the same shit season after season, and it's just whether or not you cheer for the protagonist or you jeer for the protagonist. Yeah, They're, Okay, so I, hmm. I don't know how much I agree with that because, and it it might be wrong, um, because. If you think of uh, that hit show, South Park, they once did a, an episode where it was like a turd sandwich or a shit sandwich or something. Yes. but That that really that, oversimplified the issue. But it was also parodying George W. Bush and John Kerry. Um, and I don't know which is which, but I, I get it. I get it. So for the time – for it, people like to apply that, extrapolate it going forward, but for the time, it was accurate. It, I think it. I mean, I wasn't old enough to vote then, but looking back on it, I think it was accurate then. Okay. Um, John Kerry is not a man to be excited about. Um, well, neither is George no, W. No. But he did get us. He's, he got us through nine eleven. I don't know if he did it the right way. But he, I mean, he did get us right. through nine eleven. So I feel like anybody would have gotten us through 9-11. If the office were empty, if, we would still probably progress to the point that we are today, right? Yeah. And I mean, like, but but like, think about it. Think, think about going back in time and replacing George W. Bush, who many people would argue is one of the worst presidents of all time with Donald Trump, who many people argue is currently the worst president of all time. Like, I, I can't, like, I can't even imagine. I, I cannot imagine how he would handle that situation and how we wouldn't be in a nuclear war. I, I just, I literally can't. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that, that's, that's extremely scary to think about If We were attacked at our own soil while he's under the, under the banner of president. Yeah. I I don't know. Because his entire base would be like, let's destroy them. Let's well, yeah, and they get rid of them. They were. Even, but even George W. Bush... Into, oh my God, I sound like a crazy person. You're fine. Oh man. Even, even George W. Bush in 2001 or 2002 like, made a point to talk about how Islam is a religion of peace and Muslims did not do this. This was a work of yeah. a specific people. and And from there, like you had people like Donald Trump and and like Newt Gingrich and all these stupid people start utilizing racism to further their political goals. And again, Democrats aren't like Democrats aren't like saints, but, and, and, and if someone wants to correct me on this, and I'm sure uh, one of the millions of people uh, that have opinions on this would, uh, they, they weren't like going out and, and fundraising and uh, and rallying around like, let's kick these people out of our country. Let's like round them up and put them into camps, right? That, yeah. One, one, one set of policies of, of which there are many separate sets like this, you can very easily split into would this make the world a better place would this or would this harm people that live in the world? Right. Yeah, and I feel like one side is on the the harm people side uh, more than 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 the other opposition side is. Yeah, I feel like there is a pattern of recognition. Like people people like to say, "Oh, the Republicans, man, they don't even know what they're doing. They're 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 repeating history, or like they don't know history." But I think. They are really good students of wartime history, and they know that it is much easier to excite a crowd against a faceless enemy than it is to delve into these complicated issues. Yeah. So they they know that in World War II, our propaganda was very very like problematic by today's standards. But it united people against a common enemy, and they they don't they want nothing more than to be able to simplify it to that point again. So it's not Muslim or Islam is a religion of peace. It's all Muslims are the enemy. Give me money, I will take care of your fears. Yeah, and and speaking of that, um, it's that kind of like let's bring. You know, they they say things like "Let's make America great again," but what they're saying is "Let's let's make." political messaging easier again yeah uh, and it's that kind of take that makes every single nationalistic holiday very uncomfortable for me now uh i i have a hard time ta- like thinking about america's role in world war ii without going uh is it like does it really have to be all about america because it's it's become <laughs> the idea yeah. of like oh, America is so great has become so toxic to me because of the people that make that part of their political identity. I mean, people, they like to neglect the part where we sold weapons to both sides. They like to forget that. They like to forget Japanese internment camps. They like to forget that we nuked Japan without really even giving it a second thought. I mean... Yeah, like they released details about, like, Oh, the casualties involved in Operation Overlord. When I was like, "Well, Russia was about to invade, too." Like they could have taken the brunt of the forces. Yeah. And Russia and Japan are still at war to this day. They never signed a treaty. <laughs> uh, Serious, look it up. They they are still at war from World War Two. I did not know that. That's that's interesting. Yeah, but they're officially, like they're not. They're not. It's not. They're not acting on it. Yeah, but they a treaty was never signed between those two countries. It's well, no, it's not even like the Korean war. Yeah. Yeah. It, they're just, they're just like, yeah, we could still invade you, but <laughs> I mean, I guess it's a technicality at this point where it's like, well, obviously we're not going to act on it, but like, we're also not going to take the, the steps toward officializing it. <laughs> That's not a word. <laughs> Making it official. I'm just imagining like a, a diplomat going to going to one of them and just being like, "Hey, can we can we not be at war?" And then the other people, the other side, just being like, "What? Who? Yeah. Who are you? Well, aren't they both members of the UN? Like, well, every feel- North Korea is a member of the UN. You know, like it. Yeah, it, UN membership means basically nothing." That's sad, I because the grand vision is that I was supposed to keep the world safe. Well, yeah, but um, America is too high on its own supply to to let the UN do that. It's also too close to the United World Government that that will like bring about the end times or something. I oh what oh yeah, and every in every science fiction movie, the the Earth is united under one banner I, against sure. all the other races. I mean, okay, so. <laughs> All the other races, all the other <laughs> races that exist outside of Earth. Well, I, I mean, <laughs> we're a nice, and, progressive, everyone is included planet. But fuck you, every single alien that exists. <laughs> you aren't people. I meant, I meant in the sci-fi way. That, I mean, they're like they're they're united in the face of. No, yeah, you're right. They're not against specifically. <laughs> They're not, they're not, it's not antagonistic. They're just united in the face of these other yeah. beings that are intelligent. Oh, Jeez. Mass effects. It's mass oh, effect. I was thinking about Halo. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, but see, if you think about it in terms of inclusivity, then the Covenant would be the good guys, really. Because the Covenant is made up of, like... 10 or 12 different races all of course they're under a cast system oh can we just make this the halo podcast i love halo i know nothing about halo we, we might you know when the master chief collection i will drag you kicking and screaming <laughs> through those campaign missions henry no that'd be cool that'd be cool i really I, i've never halo fascinates me in a weird way i love it Cause I never had an Xbox. Like I had an Xbox 360, but I got it late. I never really got dragged into the Halo thing. Like we played multiplayer a few times and I was like, I don't understand the controls and this doesn't make any sense to me. But I they seem fun. I worry that Halo is uh I worry that it's not as good as I think it is. It might be great. I don't know. I mean, it came out when I was 10 and I like went over to a friend's house and his dad had it. And like, we played co-op and it was amazing, but I didn't really get it. And then I started reading like the tie in books that came out with it. I've, I've read the first book, which is called the fall of reach four or five times. wow. I mean, it's been, you know, they made a game of that, right? Yeah, they did. And, uh, I have thoughts, uh, I mean the the game differs from the book, obviously, but you know they made a game out of it. I mean it it differs in a couple spots. Uh, yeah, but I think I don't know. I I think when the game came out, I had like oh it's it's different, and they shouldn't have made changes because the book was better. And I don't know, <laughs> I care that much anymore because I'm old. Yeah. Um, well, adaptation syndrome. Yeah, you know, uh, you know whatever. I. It's it's probably a good thing I didn't get super into comic books because those change way too much. Oh oh my god, are you serious? Yeah, I, I read Wikipedia articles and it's like, well, according to this latest issue, every the last five paragraphs you read don't matter anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the, the 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 Halo campaigns they are all co-opable. Yeah, the first one's two player, and then like I think, and then Halo Two is two player, and then from. I'm trying to think now because I think one of them didn't have co-op and it pissed a lot of people off. But yeah. all the way up to Halo Four, it has co-op. their co-op. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's you know it. They're good games to like dick around with friends. Well, it, it's interesting what they're doing with the release mod m- model that they're using. Yeah, do you know about this? Were they going to stagger the releases? I they're going to stagger the releases and they say you can buy them all at once, but only after they're all out. Oh, that's weird. I thought it is weird. I didn't know that they were releasing them for like to buy. I thought you were, I thought by purchasing the master chief collection, you had the games. That's what I would think, but that they're, they're, they're doing an a la carte system as (laughs) they come out chronologically, which is, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, and, and you can they, they they say you can buy the complete collection, but only after all of the games are out. Huh? I don't know. I'll, I'll look into it. Um, yeah. I've I've got it for the Xbox. I just haven't played it yet because I don't I don't have people well, to play it with. And, and apparently, the port not not even the port. Sorry, the release on Xbox was abysmal. You I, you couldn't connect to anybody. I remember that, and I don't know. I. Halo Two was the first game that I had for my Xbox um, that that had Xbox Live. That's not true. I had Crimson Skies, but Halo Two was the reason I I convinced my parents to let me have Xbox Live. Uh, Nobody knows what Crimson Skies is, so I guess that's good that you picked Halo Two to remember. <laughs> oh my God, Crimson Skies was actually really good. Anyway, that's is the, that, this is the Halo is podcast. That a game right is that a game where you write a drag? Oh, no. Okay. It's an alternate history, like kind of steampunky, uh, you know, universe where. you read a drag. Basically Nathan Drake pilots biplanes. And so Nathan Fillion. I mean, yeah, actually Nathan Fillion could probably <laughs> play that, that lead character. Yeah. You pilot biplanes and at one point you do you like you do dogfights all over the world. There's like, you go to New York and, fly planes between buildings and shoot people down and hunt for treasure. It's, it's, you know, a kind of a weird game. Now that I think about it, oh, yeah. Uh, I think because it's an alternate history and it never really spells out that it's an alternate history. Huh? Or maybe it does. And it's been so long since I've played it. I don't remember. I was 10. I don't know. Nobody remembers this game. Yeah. Um, anyway, back to Halo, <laughs> uh, <laughs> back to Halo. Nope. Um, the the release was terrible because they did not... It was one of those things where they just didn't anticipate how many people would play it. Or maybe they didn't care because they didn't want to purchase that many servers for what was basically just going to be a two-day thing of people trying to play it in the first weekend. Yeah. Um, I don't remember if there were any other issues. It really wasn't relevant to me because I didn't have an Xbox One yet. Yeah, um, yeah. But now... All the issues are fixed, at least on the Xbox. Yes, they they, they stuck with it, which is the good thing, you know. And this in this weird day of age where we're dealing with games as a service, it, it's so easy for a company who makes just like a game to walk away from a project and not fix the problems they created. Uh, yeah, but but this team, which I was it? it's three four three, right? Yeah, three forty three studios. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. They they stuck with it, and they, they, you know, they fixed a lot of the problems that were there at launch. Yeah, and I'm, I'm so happy for them. It's the same studio doing the PC ports, and Mm -hmm. they say that's one of the main reasons why they're they're releasing them separately is to make sure. They can spend enough time on each game. They're not rushing to meet any deadline. Yeah, exactly. And that sort of also justifies the a la carte pricing because like, it, it's not just one project. It's it's how, how many Halo games are there. I've, I've, I haven't heard of the a la carte pricing. Do you know what they're selling them for? I, I don't know. I don't know the price. Because okay. I know of course the it. the uh, Xbox One collection is just, you know, it's like 60 bucks because it's... $50. It's 60 bucks, yeah. So I guess if they add up to about that on the on Steam, then it, it's fine. Um, yeah, I, I, my source here is uh, is of course the YouTube channel uh, Inside Gaming, run by the Funhouse Crew. So I don't know how good their journalistic integrity is, but typically they the, they do research stuff pretty well. They're, they're YouTubers; they have the highest journalistic integrity. Henry, well, I, they have. Uh, an ex member of IGN on their staff who actually takes her job pretty seriously, so I, I want to trust them, and I do. Okay, I'll I will take your word for that. Yeah, I, I watch I watch the news. I don't read the news anymore. I see what I'm what I'm uh, wondering about is actually no. I take that back. I know why they're releasing them in chronological order uh, because they probably decided to. Add Reach to the collection uh, around the same time that they decided to release them onto PC. So yeah. have Halo Reach kind of ready to go. Like they just decided to do that at the same time. Um, but what I'm really looking forward to is playing Halo One again because oh man, combat evolved. Uh, that that's the game where like you would hop into uh, you would hop into like Blood Gulch with a couple of yeah. hogs with your four friends and just bumper cars over, over all the time. Yeah. Like <laughs> there for, for whatever reason, not a single sequel to that game ever really replicated that even Halo two, when you could like make the vehicles indestructible and go to the same map technically and just like dick around. It wasn't the same because the physics were different. <laughs> yeah there was something magical about halo one and that there was a pc port for it and a pc port that could be added to like a local area network maybe and then multiple people could access it over the same network say like you're in your high school writing lab or something like that and like you could everyone could play it on a local area network and it was it was way too much fun. You forgot that you could just enter the same CD key for every single copy, and that CD key could just be a string of A's. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, oh. that's pretty great. I never I never got to play it uh, as a LAN thing like that, but I did have it for my for my computer, so I could play it over what I want to say was a dial-up connection but i'm oh disgusting oh Uh, no it was either that or it was the slowest broadband connection that i've ever had because of course you know i I remember the day i'm sorry this is i'm switching topics but i remember the day i came came home from school and saw the the uh cable van in my driveway and went inside and went mom are we getting broadband and like it was the happiest day of my entire life <laughs> oh yeah man I, no no I, it, there was a there was a, a sweet spot of, uh, of of you know online games where you could like check your connection speed and for the longest time like dsl slash broadband was at the very top and i felt like a badass each time i got to click that That DSL broadband option. It came out with T1 and you're like, what the hell is a T1 line? And I I still don't know. I still don't know. Yeah, because I still think I have broadband. (laughs) Yeah, those those dicks all of a sudden with their T1. And now I get to say cable because now it's all through the TV lines. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, internet's a weird place, bro. It is. It is. Also, telecommunications is a weird thing. Yeah, like right now we're using Wi-Fi to talk to each- – I'm using Wi-Fi. Are you, are you hardwired? Uh, I am actually because my – Whoa, look at the balls on this guy. I know, I know. By the way, this is a telecommunications podcast now. Yeah, uh, well, we, we jumped all over the place. We started oh my God. by talking about your horrible Twitter. Okay, okay. First of all, Move my Twitter to- is not horrible. It's a way <laughs> to relieve Stress. I, I, I might, I might still be continuing the bit from the first ten minutes. <laughs> I twist things. Uh, that that's wait no, that's super interesting right there. What you just said it relieves stress because I was going to ask way way back before we started talk about politics. I was going to ask why do you do that? So it relieve your your Twitter your Twitter interactions relieve stress. It is incredibly circular. I'm stressed because the world is shit. And I relieve Mm -hmm. stress by finding people who agree with me that the world is shit. Okay. It's it is. uh, And I found out the world is shit uh, mostly from Twitter. I mean, like, I mean, I obviously uh, I I follow the people that I follow because I agreed with them in the first place. Uh, And I, my opinions were formed outside of Twitter, but, but now it is a little bit of a feedback loop yeah yeah you find people that agree with you or at least reinforce your ideas and you try to like perpetuate them and to be fair you you mentioned that you follow creators and people yeah. like pop culture people i follow all those same people but uh-huh. i don't ever i don't find a reason to retweet like the latest take about captain marvel unless it's you know a horrifying take and it's funny oh yeah how bad it is um yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh Yeah, so like I I just retweet the things where I'm like – I realize I have 27 followers and seven of those are fake. But uh, (laughs) – no, for real. Okay, I have like seven fake followers and I don't know why. Yeah, we we had – we used to have around like 50 followers and I was really happy. And then uh, Twitter went ahead and they, they, they purged a lot of bots. And uh, we dropped 20 followers. Oh <laughs> it was like, oh, no, are you serious? <laughs> uh, but, but anyway, I, I really yeah. I only have like 20 followers. Five of them don't care about anything I say and seven of them are fake. But like yeah. there are some things where I'm like, this is important or this is funny enough that I feel like it needs to be shared with everyone I know. But I can't do that yeah. on Facebook because yeah. there are too many people that I know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exa- there are too many people with too many different opinions yeah. of, or, or differing views. Yeah, my dad's blocked me on Facebook. Oh, that's sad. Uh, yeah, because I decided for sad. one week to stop censoring myself so much because I'm an adult and it's important what I think. Uh, yeah. And uh, I had originally unfollowed him and he knew that. <laughs> so I think he was like, well, I'm going to unfollow Jeff. And then it – Wow. Retaliation. I feel, I feel a little bad about that actually. But well, um, I, to, to be perfectly honest, and be, I'm going to say this because I know none of my family listens to this. I have a, a curated list of like who I post to. So I rarely do I ever post to just all friends. I, I have an accept list, and that accept list includes I, exclusively just my family. I I did that with the acquaintances list because it has the built-in friends accept acquaintances function. Yeah, that yeah. That's what I did before I decided to uncensor myself on Facebook a little bit. I mean, you've got a a good – you know, you've got a point where it's like we shouldn't have to tiptoe around people. I'm an adult. I'm going to say the things I say. say, I believe in the things I'm going to say. And if you don't like it, well, then I guess you block me. But in your case, it just happened to be your dad. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean my thought was like – I think we were about six months into the Trump presidency – And like all of these people that really should not be talking about politics were just screaming it at the top of their lungs from the rooftops. And I was like, there's nobody count. Well, at least I'm not counteracting this and I feel guilty about it. And I'm, I'm just like hiding my opinions so that those people don't yell at me. Yeah. What is the point of that? If they're just going to get their message out as loud as possible and nobody is being like, Hey, Hey, no, don't. Don't say that. hey let, let this doesn't mean you can be openly racist. Please please yeah. please stop being openly yeah. racist. That's not okay. Exactly. Stop and, it. And I'm not gonna like post on Facebook to all these people that like we should private or we should privatize, we should nationalize every industry and everyone should just live on basic universal income. Oh, all man. These crazy ideas. I'm gonna say things like hey, maybe maybe if people want to be a different gender, that's fine. Because it affects no one. Yeah, it affects no one outside of them, the person making the decision. Yeah, or maybe if if we have a country with like the most gun violence possible, maybe <laughs> we should ban a couple guns. Just just a couple. Just you know, just throwing that out there. Maybe. maybe the way to stop school shootings is not through doing nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, okay. So, so that was something on, on Twitter that I really enjoyed was after the recent shooting in uh, New Zealand. Uh, yeah. Uh, someone was like, or no, they, they like immediately was, they're like, we're going to ban semi-automatic guns. Like great. Um, and someone went, they didn't even try thoughts and prayers those months. Yeah. No, I, I literally, I literally, Oh shit. and <laughs> just knocked my headphones. <laughs> I literally paraphrased the same tweet last, last week. Oh yeah. it's like, like they did this, they did this, they did they just wait? Did, did they even try thoughts and prayers? Man, it's yeah. It, it's just, I want someone, those are the kinds of things that I want someone to bring up in a, like a presidential press briefing or conference or something. I, yeah, those are the kinds of responses that should be shouted at people in power. Not like, what do you think about it? Do you think we should ban guns? Like, of course they're g- no. Uh, don't ask questions. I, don't, I don't. answer to. Ask questions. Yeah. gonna make them say things that matter. And, and at the end of the day, I don't care. I don't. I could could not give less of a fuck what you think. What I care about is what you fucking do. You know. You know. Because um, otherwise, you you get another and this might be in a little poor taste. You get another John McCain who spoke an excellent game, but never acted on it except for that one time where he voted no on the, on the Medicare repeals or whatever. Yeah, exactly. I, uh, I, May he rest in peace. He was a good man. I'm just saying he spoke, a, he spoke more than he did. Yeah. That's, that's another thing where like people, you can talk about, John McCain's lack of action, all you want, but some people go really far with that kind of thing. Yeah, um, like that's not my point. Yeah, I still like the guy. Uh, that's what I—that's what I mean when you say like, may he rest in peace. Like, some people are just like, no, fuck yep. him. Like, I hope he like melts. Like, whoa, okay, like it doesn't. I mean, I, the dude's dead, so there's yeah. there's not much more you could do to him at this point. Yeah. Despite our current president's attempts. Yeah, that's really. <laughs> That's really messed up, man. Like, it's really weird to go on the internet and yell at a corpse. That's, that's <laughs> just – I don't even know what to do with that. <laughs> oh, jeez. It's like a live stream yeah. therapy session. Well, to get off of this topic just a little bit and and, and these few remaining moments of our podcast, which has just flown by, you've been a great guest, Jeff. Aw. I want to get your opinion on something completely unrelated to politics or your Twitter feed, which is all we talked about. (laughs) Um. So recently, as in like two days ago, the news came out that Nintendo is planning two different versions of the Switch. And I know you're a Switch adopter. Like you, you've, uh, you, you bought into the Switch. How do you feel about this? Uh, I don't care. You don't care? Yeah, I mean, because I have, I own one, right? Like, yeah, you you have so, one. So the reason that they're coming out with different models of the Switch is, I, I presume, either to get people to buy a second one or, yeah, you know, to to pick up uh, late adopters, which is fair. But like, I have one and it works, and uh, I don't have a reason to get a second one. So even if they release a version that's more powerful than yours, that that can run games a lot better, maybe even make them look better, who's to say? Even if they release a superior product, you're fine with your inferior little dinky switch? I feel like you're the reason that they're doing this. What do you mean? I I feel like you're going to go out and buy both models. No, you, were, you you would be wrong there because <laughs> – You're going to get – Let me correct the record. While I did buy a new 3DS, even though I already had a perfectly good 3DS, I never in my life touched the 2DS. I did consider buying a 2DS. Uh, really? What's wrong with you? Entirely because I lost my 3DS and couldn't find it for the oh. longest time. And then after about a year, I cleaned out the backseat of my car and found it under a bunch of papers. Nice. Yeah, it, That's it's a good a, story. It, <laughs> it's a fairly regular <laughs> occurrence. It should be the first place I look for things now. <laughs> I, I think this is really interest, an interesting move by Nintendo because if there if there are any late adopters, I guess you do scoop them up in the 2DS line. Or, or like that the, the two the two DS version. version. Yeah. Um my so I, I guess my thing is that even if they release a more powerful version of the switch uh, that plays games th- and makes them look a little bit better. Like technology hasn't increased to the point where it looks that much better where I'm like, Oh man, I have to upgrade. Like my switch still has to play those games. Otherwise what they're doing is releasing a new console. Exactly. And that's, you know, that would be terrible. Uh, but, uh, there's yeah. There's multiple things to consider here. One, this is Nintendo a company that has released console after console that has lagged behind industry standards. They're not, it, this, this new version is not going to be like the switch 4k. Yeah. But, but as a quick devil's advocate counter argument to what you just said, uh, okay. These are Nintendo fans. These are the people that propelled what, like five different versions of the Nintendo DS to record sales numbers. Like, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Every single version was like, oh, it's sold twice as many as the last version. It was like, are there even this many people on the planet Earth? Like, do do is there someone in, like, what's a out-of-the-way country that probably doesn't – Is there someone in Somalia that doesn't have a 3DS at this – or a DS at this point? I, uh, I, well, I mean, so for one, you're, you're describing me to a little degree because <laughs> I am – I, I will fully embrace this more powerful Switch and use it to my advantage to just dominate people in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate because it's going to give me more frames to read. Is that... Or something. <laughs> yeah, 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 I, yeah. It, it, this is, to me, this seems like classic Nintendo. They know hardware, hardware moves more so than games and the money's in hardware. And so they're going to make more versions of their console because... They can, and it's a proven track record. Yeah, people will buy it. It's it's a weird thing because I'm I'm kind of the exact opposite. Like I won't, I will, I'll buy the one console, and then I will buy nothing else for the Switch or for for the Nintendo console that I have until an yeah. exclusive game comes out. Like oh yeah, like it, so say for instance. Because the three D, the new three DS did do this. There, there were one or two games that were exclusive to the new three DS. What if this comes out the Switch Pro or whatever? What if Metroid Prime Four becomes an exclusive to the newer version of the console? Well, that's a poor example with regards to me because I don't actually like Metroid Prime that much. Well, uh, but but I see your well, point. Like f- fuck me then. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> Uh, like I've been, and I, God, I don't know why I have felt this way, but ever since I got the Switch, I've I've yeah. just been saying I need another Animal Crossing. And I, what you are the worst I don't, person. I don't know why. Like I buy, I had the original Animal Crossing with the GameCube. I probably played that one the most, and then like, yeah, I I played Wild World, I played New Leaf, but I didn't play them for that long. I bought New Leaf because of you. Did you? Whatever one was on the uh, the 3DS. Yeah, that was New Leaf. I don't remember. Yeah, you you uh, we we talked, you know, we we played we, we did. games for hours on end. You kept you kept going on on about New Leaf. I was like, "Oh, that sounds fun." And I bought it and I played it for like a month and I was like, "What the? What am I doing <laughs> with my life?" Oh jeez. Yeah, I I don't know what it is about Animal Crossing where it sounds super fun. And even though I'm, I'm like processing this right now, like it sounds fun to me. I know I'll get tired of it in a month and I'll stop playing it and then I'll come back to it in a year and they'll be like, why did you go? We missed you. Oh, we're all different animals. That's You, you know, Stardew Valley is available now. Yeah, but uh, there's something. Is it, just, it, uh, is uh, it something, it's something about how personal it is or I how, how time I, is in real, I wanna, real time? I want to say there's something about how personal and customizable it is. Uh, Is there something about getting your villagers to use curse words that just you know what? delights you? I never, I never really did that. Oh, you you played Animal Crossing wrong. I that's entirely <laughs> possible. I, I thought I thought the, if you entered a curse word, it would just be like, no, you can't say that. <laughs> well, see, you, you disguise it as like kind of close to the animal sound, sort of like. So, say you had a duck neighbor. And they have a little catchphrase that's like quick quack or whatever, whatever the hell they say. Oh. And they're like, Should I say something else? You could say yeah, qua fuck. Oh. And then and then they start saying qua fuck every sentence. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, now I see why people play this game, and then like, I, I don't know why people play this game to, to simulate death. I think <laughs> is that what is that why people like people people play this game to simulate the capitalistic hell that we live in every day i mean that's what that's how it feels yeah no um uh, tom nook is a monster but um yeah fuck that I, i don't know like there's something about like collecting all the different pieces of furniture and getting one you really like and putting it in the exact right spot so it looks really cool. And then upgrading your house. I don't know. I don't know. And I'm <laughs> Help me. Please. I'm not gonna help you. What I'm gonna do is uh I'm going to suggest you get Animal Crossing on Switch coming out sometime in the future. That's that's the <laughs> thing that's gonna happen. It might help you. Hey, it might hurt you. I don't know. Thank you for that advice, Henry. I will get <laughs> Animal Crossing and it will help me, or it will hurt me. This sponsor yeah. podcast sponsored by Nintendo. Thank you. I wish it was, but it's if not. He, we don't have any sponsors. Be able to quit your job? Oh man, no, probably not. I assume not for one. I not for one sponsorship. It, but if it's a if it's a sponsorship for Nintendo, that means they've done their research. They've determined that this is the like, Nintendo would give you lots of money. They don't know what they're doing. <laughs> no, I I feel. I mean. It, I feel like they sponsor people on YouTube and then just give them free games. I don't feel like they actually give them any I, money. I actually didn't know they sponsored anybody on YouTube. Yeah, there's I, a Nintendo Creators Club I, or whatever the hell it's called. I thought they were doing everything in their power to make sure no one on YouTube ever said the word Mario. They reversed that like at the uh, the middle of last year. Yeah, I don't. I don't keep up with YouTube. Like, oh man, just, I consume everything. Uh, <laughs> I just. <you> know. <laughs> well i feel like i feel like we did it jeff did we reach the end of the episode i feel like we reached the end of the episode my god i feel like you i feel like you did a good job you know you hung in there we talked about politics a lot which is interesting i you know i i legitimately was like i'm not going to talk about politics because this is an apolitical podcast and you brought in twitter (laughs) I, I did, I did, and it was kind of part of my plan <laughs> all along. <laughs> because I, I, I just, we follow you on Twitter, Jeff. You're you're one it's- of you're one of the people we follow, and we see what you do. When we like the jokes that you post, Aww. you you have a string around. Uh, oh, let me pull it up. You have a string very recently, where, <laughs> like the Mueller report was just turned in, and you were like. What's that act called? The Mueller report, or something like that. Yeah, and uh, that's kind of the absurdism absurdism that we get behind. I, so there was a there. There's a story behind that, and there, people started posting uh, this this joke that was uh, it, like people would uh, search Twitter for uh, Mueller's report, and it's like so I wrote a thing, you know, they, like just really. Really obvious jokes, um, and they would search for that on Twitter and find literally four hundred thousand people that said the exact same thing. Oh yeah! Uh, so I decided to come up with uh, really hackneyed old jokes, but put the Mueller report in them. And, and so I'm I crazy. said, "Mueller, I hardly know her." Yes, and that's no Mueller report. That's my wife. Yeah, yeah. I was- we, we were- I was originally going to put, that's no hydroxyl ion. That's my, that's the Muller report. Ah, a, a twist on the old, uh, the, uh, the old, yeah. Uh, referencing Dexter's laboratory. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't, I don't feel like it worked. So I restrained myself and that, there you actually, go. That's how you do Canadian. it. Yeah, exactly. Thank you for being the only, I yeah. like those tweets. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like there are so many, so many voices yelling into the void on Twitter. And, I, you know, if, if I could do my part and just lifting them up just a little bit, I, I will to our 32 followers. Thank you. You do a good service. <laughs> and speaking of Twitter, Jeff, it's time to do our social media plugs. Do I? Our, our, do, we do this. Okay, you're you're a listener. You're a fam. We do this section every episode. Do you do you just turn the podcast off at this point? <laughs> yes. Oh, no, it's not what we want to hear. To be fair. Uh, yeah, no, I, I basically don't listen to the last 10 minutes of any podcast. Really? Uh, I, I, oh, that's very sad because I sneak jokes in. Oh, man, now I'm going to have to like go back and listen to the last 10 minutes of every podcast you've ever done. It's yeah. take me days. Wow. So you, you, you just turn off when we start saying it's time for the social media. It, place. When people reach the end of a podcast, that means it's time for me to look for a different episode of a different podcast or a different episode of the same podcast even. But wow. it's time for me to find something else because if there's any silence in my drives to school or home or to the restaurant or wherever I'm going, I will die. Oh, my God. There cannot be... But you problems. know jeff what could help you is that we're not silent during the social media plugs you can leave those on and listen to what we have to say if i do that and you get to the end of the podcast and there's a gap ooh, buddy if there's a gap as i said before i will die you've never heard the ending version of our season three song that's actually true i have not i didn't know that existed (laughs) You've never. I do stingers after the song plays. I do one more joke at the very end, and you've never heard any of those. So you have like you have like <laughs> your own version of Nick Fury turning to dust at the end of the well, podcast. No, we do, we don't do that because I do. But that. like we just take a little extra audio oh, that that was recorded somewhere in this whole process, and we put it on the end as a little a little lanyap, as my people would say, at the end. Is that a real word? Like I know it's a place. Yeah. But is that a real it has a meaning? No, it's not a place, dude. It's it's it, it's it's a word. It not Lanyap? I thought it was a look, I'm not L- I don't know. Lanyap's not a place. It just means a little bit extra. Okay. All right. Anyway. Well, that's very much made me sad. Uh-huh. And if you want to make me sad, you can contact me on twitter.com at ZCPCWHJ. And as always, we do this every episode. Jeff, what does that stand for? Oh, it stands for Zero Credits uh, Podcast with Henry and John. Wow. You decided to take that very yeah. straight. Uh, oh, no. I think that is the first time on the show. Okay. So the very first time on the show that has ever, <laughs> ever been said straight. I felt so guilty about what <laughs> I've done to you that I, I, I didn't want to – I couldn't <laughs> – I couldn't make a joke out of it, Henry. Oh my gosh, we guilted you into the truth. I didn't know because I'm horrible. Yeah, you, you never knew. You know, he didn't, he didn't know folks. Oh man, I'm going to I'm going to tweet you a hug. I feel Tweet me a hug. I'm- and uh if you feel like writing a longer apology, Jeff, I'm sure you know where you can email us. I, I'm sure you know our email address by heart. Hang on, let me look it up on Twitter. Oh, fuck! you can't do that. Uh, so email us at zero credits is a podcast at gmail.com. We will respond with very nice words. Uh, we're also on iTunes where you can rate us and leave a review, which a certain person on this podcast hasn't done yet. Okay, well, that's that's fair. I should do that. Yeah. That would be very nice. I, I don't mean to coerce you on air, fine. but it would be very Nice. My arm is just twisted all up behind my back. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. fine. I'm guilting you from over like five, six hundred miles away, but you know, whatever. (laughs) So yeah, you can leave us a rating and a review on iTunes. It helps us because it helps us be more visible and get more fans to join us on our journey to defeat the underworld. I don't know where I was going with that. Uh sometimes we stream on Twitch at zero credits. No, that's not what it's called. Twitch.tv slash zero credits. That's very rare. It's very rare that we do that, but sometimes we do do that, and it's fun. We're also on Spotify, but you have to go to the podcast section of Spotify and look up zero credit open parenthesis S close parenthesis to find us. It's very weird, and that's our branding. All right. But lastly, the most – wait, what? Oh, no. I thought we were done. I'm sorry. No, there's one more thing. Lastly, and most importantly, as Jeff would know, we always end our social media plugs with this next part. Word of the mouth is the only way we can survive. So if you could tell a friend or have a friend on your podcast and tell them on that podcast to listen to our podcast, that would be great. And you would find out that your friend has never listened to your social media plugs, which doesn't really hurt because I don't blame them. (laughs) I was going to say, like, I did not know this was such a big deal and I'm so sorry. No, you're you're fine. But I, I am a little bit hurt about – because we always – we I always put a stinger in, man. I always put like a little joke at the end of Nick Fury walking in and saying, zero credits, we're getting you to be on the Avengers Initiative. I'm Samuel L. I, I just want to say, it's literally every podcast I listen to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I understand It's You're not singling us out. Okay. Yeah. But this makes this next part hard cuz I was going to let... since I did the social media plugs usually John does those. Oh. I was going to let you lead how we end every episode. Is it with a song? No, we ha- there's a saying. We say a saying every episode that ends the episode. All right, hang on. Hang on. I'm going to think about it. All right, think All about right. it. You you've got time. Okay. It is uh, rubber baby buggy bumpers bump lots of baby buggies is that it oh man you were so yeah. close however it goes a little more like this from everyone here at the zero credits two bed two baths apartment <laughs> we want to wish you a happy week bye yeah pretty bye. much we say bye yeah, at this bye. point yeah <laughs> But I'm going to do a little bit something different because you're a guest. I want to thank you very much for being on our podcast. I know uh, it can be hard being a guest on the podcast, especially if you're not used to podcasting. And I want to say you did a great job. Oh, thank you. I enjoyed it. Ah, Legitimately. Great. I like talking. Great. We might have you on again when John's here to also ridicule you. I mean, have you on as a guest. Uh, I'll say this. Uh, If you guys both watch us, and do a supplemental reading. I would like to just be there for it live. Oh, that'd be fun. Uh, that could be fun. I, I I need someone to explain to me why that movie is. I'm not gonna say it's not good, but I have problems with it, and I'm not sure if it's because huh. suck at movies. Interesting. Well, we might do that. We might give that a try. We'll keep you posted, fans, on our Twitter and all the other social media shit we do. Yeah. This is the end of the episode. Goodbye! And then we record for like a little minute here or there just for the stinger that you've never listened to. (laughs) I'm so sorry.